shining a spotlight on the news you won't hear anywhere else. Jason Rand. Jason Rand. Jason Rand. This story, it's not going to be on CNN. It's not going to be on MSNBC. The Rants Report on the Todd Herman Show. May not be perfect, but it's still the best government we have. For now. Jason Rance, welcome back to the Todd Herman Show. And normally I like to poke a little fun at you, but I want to tell you uh, how inspiring it is that your obsessive hard work has paid off, that you will be talking this afternoon uh, with President Donald John Trump um, for this radio station. And I believe for this market, Jason, um, this market radio, and obviously for your, your personal career, this is huge. But for me, it's... I want your audience that may listen to my show to know how obsessive you are about work and uh, how excited are you about this? I'm pretty pumped. I mean, generally, President Trump doesn't do local radio interviews. <laughs> so the fact that we have access to him and, you know, on a week that's been pretty busy as far as news goes with General Milley, Afghanistan not long ago, I think there's, uh, you know, I'm really excited. And I know that you're going to talk with him, or in fact, I know that you, you know, people are going to hear President Trump address um, Antifa stand um, in Seattle mm-hmm. and lawlessness. And I would ask you, because I think you get a sense for people when you're interviewing them. Like, was that on the tip of the president's tongue? Was was he was he really still keenly aware of what went on? And, and uh, how did he respond to questions about Seattle? I, I didn't have to uh, push him and like you remember our top zone right? It's the, like he knew exactly what it was, and he, you know he knew he knew how he handled it and how he wanted to handle it. He uh, had conversations, he says, with uh, the governor as well, and you know he he gives us a little bit of a timeline. Then we talk generally more about the crime-ridden big cities, and they happen to be run by Democrats. And he's well aware of all of that. He was just on top of his game. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. Uh, we had, I want to get to the Seattle news that you cover so well. I got to tell you that Alex and I had a big debate this morning about whether we could have you on uh, because you are not fully vaccinated. I'm not? No. No booster? <laughs> <laughs> You're up on it. The Fouch changed the rules. It's so to everybody who thinks you're keeping your job at the state of Washington because you're fully vaccinated. Well, now we've made a slight change to that. Um, fully vaccinated now means never. So we'll just keep it's like that thing with with Charlie Brown and the football. You'll be fully vaccinated when Lucy actually lets him kick it. How do you feel about that? Honestly? It's kind of ridiculous to to a degree, right? I mean, so I I understand that when you're taking either a vaccine or you're getting your flu, whatever it is, you do have to keep up with it. Not every single one lasts forever, but we did get the impression it was going to last a little bit longer than than what they're currently telling us it lasts. And I don't know, and I still don't think the data suggests that boosters are necessary at this point for most people. Does it make more sense that if someone who is uh, over 65 with pre-existing health conditions that they would want to get a booster? Yes, it does make sense to me because the data shows that COVID hits people 65 plus, particularly with those serious health conditions, way harder than anybody else, right? I mean, the, the death rate for COVID is low. We'll put it at 1%, even though I think that's higher than it actually is. But just based on the data, it's about 1%. But when you look at that 1%, 
it's overwhelmingly made up of people who are 65 plus. So that part I understand. But to make the, the pitch that now boosters every six months, which will hopefully not become every four months and then every two months and then every month is just a little bit too much. And they don't have the data to back it up yet. Well, and I would just disagree with you um, wholeheartedly on the idea that the deaths are preponderance in now people who have not had the mRNA injections, because I just was talking about the fact that the CDC admits they're rigging the numbers. But one day you and I will have to have a full conversation about this. I don't want to ignore Seattle News because you you had I don't know what's going on with you. Are you on steroids? I mean, admit that. Are you on performance I- enhancing drugs? PEDs? How dare you, sir? I would never, ever take that. The only pills I take are sleeping pills. You don't take sleeping pills. You never sleep. Do you? Do That's you use? Why um, I have to take sleeping pills. I have never asked you this, and then we'll get to the news. Do you? Are you a caffeine addict like I am? Are you able to function without it? So I'm. I drink coffee because I enjoy it, but caffeine okay. does nothing. I've taken like three <laughs> tests now that confirm that my body metabolizes caffeine within like minutes. So it doesn't yeah. actually do anything. I drink because I like it. <laughs> I hate it, and, and I drink it because I have to have it. The amount of every doctor I go to, they say, "Why do you do that to yourself?" Let's get to the news. Um, the reason I ask about performance enhancing drugs is two major victories for you this week. Do um, if folks understand this? That 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 local radio matters to such a degree. I hope you have great local talk shows wherever you are. You're very fortunate to have the premier talk station on the West Coast here. So let's start with this, Jason, um, this lunatic. And you'll forgive me for calling names. I mean, she, she has lunatic ideas. Let's put it that way. Um, Nicole Thomas Kennedy put out some tweets saying, for instance, a property crime, committing property crime is a moral imperative. You went on a tiny little television show and, and, and talked about that with what's his name? Tucker Carlson. Is that it? I, I can't remember. Tucker something. Uh, no, of course. It's Tucker Carlson. I went yeah. on last week. I think it was last week, right? To, to talk about Nicole Thomas Kennedy and how she won the primary for Seattle City Attorney. She's now running against Ann Davison, a moderate Republican. But NTK won the primary. And generally speaking, when you win a primary, you are the frontrunner going into the general. Yeah. So after we did this, we focused on some of those tweets, and there are a lot of them, believe me. I brought the receipts on the Tucker Carlson show. She had retweeted my video of the hit, and she said this was her new campaign commercial. And, oh, my gosh, the folks on the far left, they were celebrating this. They thought it was so cool. And then some other people started to realize, oh, MTK sounds kind of like a – very fringe and dangerous person. So they went to look up some of those tweets. And lo and behold, she's starting to delete them. She's oh. deleting a lot of her older <laughs> tweets that were called out. And she claims that they're taken out of context. And my favorite, and which, by the way, you can't really take out of context her tweets because they're right. pretty clear. One of them says about cops that they hope they consume COVID lace bleep expletive and quit their jobs. So that's not out of context. So what's interesting here is that she has been embracing this for a while, and she told the Seattle Times, and this is, I think, my favorite quote ever, and it was along the lines of, the reason why I'm taking them down now is when I wrote them, I didn't think I was going to be running for office, so I didn't choose my words carefully. So what she's basically saying is, 
I didn't know I was running for office, so I would have been lying this entire time of how I feel about things. But you caught me being a little bit too honest and being my genuine self. And for that, I apologize. Oh, this is lovely. I love it. There's also this Jason Rance is with us. Reminder, you'll hear him talk with President Donald John Trump today at three o'clock in his program and encore presentation at 530. It's huge. Um, then there's Central Washington University. I had a well, in fact, I have a whole bunch of family members who went there. I just about played football there. And then they looked at my grades and discipline record and said, no, that's you're not coming here. Go to a community college. Um, you had. Another victory because uh, they decided to be dictatorial around COVID injection policies and et cetera and religious exemptions. So uh, in the two minutes, 15 seconds remaining in this time slot, uh, tell my audience about that. So 3% of the campus population put in religious exemption forms. They found out last Friday after 5 p.m. that they had been denied. The problem was that the Upcoming Tuesday was the deadline to ask for a full refund. Now, the deadline four days away on a campus that had already got underway, school already started, kids already moved into dorms, they already started their on-campus jobs, and all of them seemed to think that this was a a sort of uh, just a process they had to go through and they would be granted the religious exemptions, including some students who previously had been granted religious exemptions. And so when they found out at the very last minute that they were being rejected, there was huge uproar. A lot of them reached out to me. So I reached out to the school saying, what's up with this timeline? It sure does seem like you did it on purpose to try to pressure these kids into getting the vaccine. They were like, whoa, slow your roll. We'll get back to you. Hold on. And then they decided to completely overturn all of the religious exemptions. They got a lot of complaints from kids. My assumption is they looked at the complaints. They looked at how many kids legitimately said, okay, fine, give me my refund. And then they started to get pressure from from the show. They overturned their decision. And by the way, that's the good thing, that that's something to celebrate. But they caused a lot of problems for these kids and their parents, and that was 100% on CWU. That's just so beautiful that you can expose that stuff and, and bring that to bear. Uh, it's going to be an exciting day. Jason has the president of, well, he, well, I'll just say it this No, it's President Donald John Trump. What's president? Always president. Joins Jason at 3 o'clock today uh, and then an encore presentation at 530. Uh, I don't imagine there's other things to tease on the show. I always appreciate you coming on and uh, go with God's good grace, Jason Rance. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Todd Herman's show will continue with a, uh, I don't know. You guys read Ayn Rand? This is sort of a freaky quote from hers. It's almost like, wow, we're living in this.